Hello, my friends. This is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Uh, back from my experience in Los Angeles. I don't know if you caught that live, <clears throat> but um, wow, it's a whole different world. Do not go to Los Angeles. Do not go to San Francisco. Do not go to Los Angeles. Don't go to any place that's uh, primarily run by Democrats. It is a mess. It is a hellhole, uh, but definitely do not go to Los Angeles. What I want you to go to, though, on the internet is to go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org, CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. We also have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, uh, Instagram, Rumble, and uh, what else? I think that's it for right now that I can think of. Oh, um, Telegram, Telegram, right? Or Telegraph, Telegram, Telegraph, one of the two. All right, go to, go to all those, but go there and make sure and subscribe. We are rebuilding the website. I have been named the president of the organization. Uh, we're making some changes. I just spoke at a uh, at an event called Brave in Port Wainimi. Uh, a lot of people were there. You had uh, uh, Prager was there, Dennis Prager, and uh, a couple other big names that I can't think of right now. Uh, but I was so lucky to be on the same stage as some of those guys. So, uh, but go to California Parent Alliance. We're going to be doing a lot of work here in the it, very soon and very quickly and um, across. California. Uh, but so make sure and go there. Uh, see a couple comments really quick. Hey, Carol, nice to see you. Hello, Priscilla. Love to see you. And uh, you are repeating. I am repeating. Like, am I echoing? Echoing? How am I echoing? Anybody else hearing the echo? Is that what I'm understanding? The repeating? If you're hearing that, let me know. I have muted this other mic that's over here. Uh, but let me know if that's still going on. Um, a couple things, and uh, I wanted to come on really quick, and my intention was to talk about tomorrow's Placentia Yorba Linda School District. Okay, thank you. Uh, Carol's not hearing it. Maybe it's on um, your headset or your, your phone, Barbara. Sorry. I uh, hope that gets fixed pretty soon. Um, but tomorrow is a Placentia Yorba Linda School uh, Board meeting. Anybody that's uh, within the school district or surrounding school district, please show up show up with a, uh, thank you, Priscilla, with a sign, with food, with anything, um, and just show up. Even if you can't get inside, I, I, I want there to be so many people that we can't get inside, standing room only. They will set up um, uh, speakers on the outside, and sometimes they set up a TV maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Well, how do they do that? Because they don't film it. I'm the one, I'm the only one who films it. Uh, it films it. I actually uh, stream it live on the same channels you're probably watching on right now. Um, so they can't do that, but they do have mic set up so you can, or um, uh, a speaker set up so you can hear what's going on. Um, and then, but even though if you don't make it on the inside, you could still sign up to speak. And then when it's your turn, they'll call you and then you go inside and you speak. But make sure you go because we're going to be uh, talking about CRT. However, uh, more importantly than that, I got an email just as I was setting up the show, or else I would have put a more of a urgent um, description. So if you are in the Placentia Yorba Linda School District or you know somebody that is, send them this uh, video, whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, send it to them and or um, let them know that it's or tag them somewhere in. If you're on Facebook, just tag them in a comment or something like that so they can see it. Uh, because I just got an email from somebody that knows somebody within the district and that's not a school board member. I, I know many people think that I get certain info from specific school board members and I don't, I sometimes get it from other people, but I got an email uh, tomorrow. This is really, really important. And you need to let everybody know you maybe need to email the um, superintendent tonight um, or uh, all of the school board members or the school board members that are in your area that you know what the, and tell them, you know, what's going on. And you want it to stop right now. But tomorrow at 3.30, 
tomorrow at 3.30 within the district. This is the email. I'm not going to get to tell you who sent it to me. That's somebody that knows. At 3.30 tomorrow, they're doing some kind of a study session, and teachers are invited to sit in. Maybe that's when they're going to review all of the hundreds of emails they've gotten, they, they're going to be getting now to see what the general public wants re, in review, uh, review the merits and pitfalls of CRT, et cetera, with a question mark. If the board approves this, I'm going to be retiring early. So you know that it's somebody that works within the school district. So um, that's all I'm going to tell you. But I know that wasn't, uh, she's probably typing it on her phone. It, it sounds like a message that I would type on my phone. Uh, but I got two emails. One was, um, we need to let uh, as many parents know about this as possible. They're going to do a study session starting at 3.30 tomorrow. There, are, there will be a fire marshal to keep the masses out of the building. Spread the word. Now, I'm not sure where this is taking place. Uh, maybe I will send the message asking where it's going to take place. I don't know if it's taking place at a specific school. Hold on. Let me just send a real quick message here. Um, where is this meeting taking place? Um, so it's interesting because I, 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 I have not heard. And usually I get told stuff by parents, uh, you know, and, but then again, I do get some stuff from other people in the school district. This is somebody that again is in the know, but I, I do normally hear from a parent now and again, who says, Hey, did you hear they're doing this? Um, somebody told me about this, but this may be something that just got, it, it may have been in the plans by a certain a specific number of people. And then at the very last minute before the school board meeting tomorrow night, is they're, they're putting this meeting together with teachers to ask them what they think about CRT or to figure out how they can teach it you know, under another name or what have you. Who knows what this meeting is about? Uh, that's the problem is I don't know what this meeting is all about. So uh, it's taking place at 3.30. Uh, it's about CRT. And if I get a message here while I'm on the broadcast, I will um, try to let you know as soon as I have it. If not, I will put a post on my Facebook page. Oops, another one just came in. Hold on. Um, so in addition, you may provide your input by attending the study session. The doors will open at 3.40. If you want a seat at the 7 o'clock board meeting, you can stay in your seats throughout the closed study session from 5.30 to 7.00. The fire marshal will be there to limit number of people inside. Hmm. This is very interesting. I'm getting different shots here of stuff. All I know is it's important. Um, I'm already exhausted and we haven't even started parent conferences yet. Feel like I'm battling things from all sides. So there's a lot going on with our school. So I'm sorry for the cryptic and not totally vetted out information. I do know that this person's reliable. I do know that there's going to be a meeting because she sent me a screenshot of what it is and what's going to take place. Um, and I'm also wondering about this fire marshal thing. They've usually had police there. So, so interesting. I, I, I mentioned on the last broadcast that I was streaming live from the event that uh, I thought it was interesting that they were allowing people that didn't have seats to stay in the building. They haven't done that before. In the past, they um, said that, um, you know, if you didn't have a seat, you couldn't stay. But that was in the middle of COVID. So I think they were using the six-foot distance thing as, a, as, a, as a, an issue. But uh, very interesting happenings tomorrow. I did send them a copy from another school board who 
banned CRT and they and they listed everything in regard to CRT that was going to be banned so that it covered all the bases that way because they come up with DEE right there's other names that they come up with other acronyms that they come up with to to um, hide CRT training under a different name uh, the, the the curriculum itself and they'll put it under a name and um, they um, did a really good job of putting together what was not going to be taught that, you know, children are, uh, the children are not born racist if they're white, that they're not born um, being oppressed if they're of another color. And it went through a list of a number of things. It was very specific. And I thought that was really good. So I sent it to um, specific school board members and said, you may want to use this as a, as a guide for what it is that you're going to be putting together for this meeting. Because if you don't, if you don't remember and you're not aware, in the last meeting, they, we, they voted to ban CRT but they they stopped and said, you know what? We may not we don't maybe just don't want to say a blanket state because if you just say I'm banning CRT, then they go, okay, then we're going to teach DEI um, curriculum, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion, or something. I think that's what it is, um, and you know, do it under another acronym. And so they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do. Uh, a much better job and make sure and say specifically what things will not be taught at Placentia Urbanist School District. And so they said, let's do that and we'll bring it up in the next school board meeting and then we'll vote. So it sounds like they're doing something to try to wiggle around what it is that they they put into place or started to, to put the, into motion in the last meeting. And now they are doing something to try to get around it. Uh, so Carol says, sounds like bad teachers will be uh, filling the seats. That's possible. Um, but, um, I got my information from a good source within the school. Uh, Karen says, who's a, a, a parent here in the Placentia Urban School District. Uh, some of the board members feel unsafe because of all of us scary parents. They are likely limiting the seating situation to keep the crowd down. All right. Yes. So you are probably right, Karen. So, uh, I still tell you all to go because stand outside, be fill that parking lot with people. Um, and be there to show that how many people do not want CRT who will take their kids out of school if they um, uh, uh, adopt a vaccine mandate, if they adopt uh, and continue with this mass mandate that, that show how many parents care and how many parents are going to leave. So tomorrow, uh, Placentia Middle School District, um, got to get there uh, a little bit early. Uh, but make sure and be there tomorrow, regardless of what they're planning to do with the uh, fire marshal. All right, so uh, be there. Tell, take five people with you and tell 10 friends. Take five people with you, tell 10 friends. I'm going to be there early because I got to set up cameras. I got to make sure that I do get inside, regardless of the fire marshal, and uh, and film what is going on inside there. I know they hate it, and I, I think that's my favorite part, is having cameras in there uh, and knowing that they don't like it. All right. So I wanted to talk about that. So I want to make sure and bring that up. Uh, I just want to talk just very quickly about the uh, Kyle Ritten. Uh, um, oh, Nate, what's his name? <laughs> Why do I always forget it? Kyle. Kyle, because there's another guy that has a very similar name. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Rittenhouse. So Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial that's going on. And I mentioned a little bit when I was in Beverly Hills going through all that stuff, <laughs> all the craziness in Beverly Hills, that we got, this is crazy. And this proves even more, if you've watched any of the trial, it proves even more that the, the district attorneys in these Democrat-run cities have lost their ever-loving mind. They have been put into place um, uh, to specifically to cause chaos 
and um, they are uh, really specifically trying to attack uh, conservatives. They're trying to attack uh, people uh, in regard to, you know, the, the, the Second Amendment. Uh, they are, uh, you know, really uh, weighing heavy, uh, heavy handed on the law when it when it comes to somebody that may be a conservative that they can use the law against as a weapon. And then they are not using the law to um, to put criminals away who are actually committing crimes. Right. And so if you watch any part of this Rittenhouse case, it is it is so um, obvious that that they 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 thought i think they thought that they could very easily arrest kyle and charge him with murder within 48 hours it was within 48 hours i don't think it was within 24 but it was within a very short time now uh, just for those of you that don't know i was a police officer for 21 years i was a detective I now testify in court cases and I've testified to in, in probably a hundred cases. I've looked at maybe well over two or 300 criminal cases and investigated criminal cases. And so I've been in the courtroom a lot. I've testified often and probably been in the courtroom testifying in the witness stand more than just about anybody in the United States that uh, exists right now. Um, there's probably attorneys that have been there in more and of course judges and, and some other people. But as far as somebody who's actually been on the witness stand, I doubt that there's very many people that have been on the stand more than I have. And so I, I see so many things and it would take so long for me to go through every nuance and everything that I see that uh, thank God for this judge. He is a little bit, um, is he, he's a little funny, but um, and thank God for him. He was a, he was, he was appointed by a Democrat and thank God though, that he is there because uh, I've been before judges that are, are clearly one-sided all the time. It's, it's often, it's often that they are one-sided for the police, which is, you know, for many in, in the past was great, but not when it comes to when they have trumped up charges against a guy who was 17 year old at the a 17 year old at the time who is now 18 trumped up charges that are just completely off base with what happened at in Kenosha when he was attacked um, in uh, the middle of a riot while he was trying to protect uh, a location that he had been asked to protect. And what they are saying that he's done and shouldn't have done, and he should never been, never had been there. That uh, you know that he was illegally had a weapon, which turns out now, uh, which I was trying to think. I don't think it is illegal in Wisconsin for him to have that weapon, and it turns out I was right that it was not illegal for him him to have that weapon. So thank God they got rid of that charge that was in in the case earlier. Um, but when you just look at every aspect of this, and every and and you know there every almost every bit of it is on video. And it's one of those things where you can say, oh, yeah, he was trying to he, he was being attacked. Um, but the, the fact that also that so many people that I'm hearing now and I'm almost a little bit shocked because I've known just about every detail possible in, in most cases in this case, uh, because I do know people that know stuff and all that kind of thing. And then, of course, I pay attention to the video and that kind of stuff that I was shocked at how many people believed that he had shot black people. I mean, and, and I think there's people on the jury who thought that he shot black people. Uh, I, I know that there's um, news commentators that I watch on the different channels who thought, you know, up until now, I thought it was black people that he shot. I mean, this is how crazy it is that um, you have a white guy 
who was asked to help out with the security of, of a building that another building had been uh, destroyed. And here he was doing the right thing. Now, before you go and say anything about him crossing state lines, which is bull Schlotsky's deli, just BS. When you say that he was too young, that he had claimed to be a paramedic, that he had claimed to be a, a police explorer, explorer, whether or not any of those things are true, he was in training. He did have knowledge. He clearly had knowledge because if you heard him testify on the stand, he had more knowledge than the prosecutor on weapons, on ammunition, on tactics, on um, uh, 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 on um, first aid, on on the law. <laughs> he had way more knowledge. And here, here you have a dimwit. I mean, one of the dumbest prosecutors I've ever seen or purposefully trying to throw the case. I don't know which one it is. I think that he's, he's dumb and probably purposely, uh, purposefully uh, throwing the case. But when you have the 17, uh, you know, at the time of the charge, an 18-year-old on the stand who knows more than you in regard to the law and about weapons, and about weapons cases and all that kind of stuff, you know you're in trouble. But I just want to address this one thing. And I, and I'm, um, I just want to make this one point that I've not heard anybody else make on any of the shows that I'm watching is that when you have people attacking this boy at the time, 17-year-old, <clears throat> almost, I mean, I, I think it was probably 17 and a half or 17 and a quarter, whatever it is, right? And they're, they're saying, what's he doing there? Why is he getting involved? He, you know, he put himself in that position and he, it's because he was there with a gun that it caused him to be in the situation where he had to shoot somebody that if he never would have gone there with a weapon, then that wouldn't have happened. Where, what, what has happened? What has happened to this country? When, if you were to look at any time in our history where a, a community was being attacked by Indians, let's say, when, and again, don't get into the, uh, uh, into the discussion about cowboys versus Indians and we shouldn't have came here anyway, all that kind of stuff. But let's just say you had a community that was being attacked by whatever. And you called all hands on deck in, in back in good, in the good history of the United States. All hands on deck. We're being attacked by the enemy, regardless of what it is. Forget I said Indian because somebody's going to use that against me. <laughs> Whatever it was, right? When it was good against evil, when, when people are destroying police departments, when people are throwing Molotov cocktails, when people are bringing guns to the streets and using them in a threatening manner, when they're throwing bricks at people, when they are crazy, when they're hitting people with skateboards on the head and now it becomes a weapon, when they're doing these things, that would be the enemy, right? And it's been going on for days. And now you have a situation where you have the good guys, the community that lives there, the, the community that's losing um, um, their property. It's being destroyed. They're, they're losing merchandise in the case of a car dealership. Uh, or they're breaking in through the windows and looting uh, businesses, CVSs, uh, uh, mom and pop stores, that kind of stuff. Those are the good guys. When did it happen here in the United States of America where the good guys had to be a certain age? When did that ever happen? Because I don't recall it being an issue when we needed men to go and boys to go fight in the Civil War or in the Revolutionary War or in World War II. We hear, hear stories all the time where, where, where men uh, that were, were kids, sorry, where kids that were 15, 16, 17 years old were pretending with, with false identifications 
um, 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 uh, trying to get into um, the army or trying to get into the Marines using false identification, claiming that they were older so they can go and fight. We hear stories about kids like all the time. One of the best movies about a hero, I believe that he went in, if I'm not mistaken, when he was 16 or something like that, that he had lied and somehow got in. If I'm not mistaken, he's one of those guys that got shot like 10 times or something like that and got tortured and survived and just died probably maybe five or six years ago, if anybody knows that movie. But we, we, we used to um, praise those boys, right? We used to like, oh my gosh, remember that boy? Remember that story of that boy in the Civil War when he was 16 and he went to fight, right? Do you, do you remember movies like that that would just show these young boys would go and fight? Why? Because they cared about their country, because they cared about their community. Now, I don't know, Kyle. He could be a, a, a you know, a, a number of things if you were to you know maybe look into his history maybe he doesn't get good grades maybe he's a little dopey whatever it is i don't care but the one thing i know about him is that when he saw a need to protect his community the community where his dad lived by the way I, it, he did live in illinois and he did go to wisconsin but across the you know state lines of course but it didn't matter he had been there before he knew people from kenosha he saw what was happening it wasn't happening where he lived the, the city where he lived was not being burnt down i don't think the city where he lived was not being, the, the, the markets weren't being looted. Since when can a 17-year-old who has great knowledge of a weapon, I'm going to get to the part about where we, he showed that he does know how to fire a weapon and he knows what to do with a weapon and when to use the weapon in just a minute. But just on the aspect of this whole thing that I keep hearing people, even people that are, that are saying that, yeah, it was self-defense, but never, he never should have been there. Since when? Since when I was at the Rodney King riots in Los Angeles as a police officer, I was uh, early, uh, late twenties, early thirties. I can't remember what how old I was, maybe 29, something like that. And when I, when I went there in my patrol car in uniform, I went from Anaheim <laughs> uh, uh, into another County to help with what's, what was going on. I was, of course I was ordered to go there and I, and I, and I had to go there, but I also wanted to go there because I knew what was happening. I knew bad guys, were looting. I knew bad guys were setting buildings on fire. I knew bad guys were shooting at the firemen who were trying to put out the fires. I knew bad guys were crazy and destroying cities. Long Beach, Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, Hollywood. Uh, where else did I go? Uh, Westwood. They, they were literally burning down all these cities. While I was driving around in my patrol car, I was my my assignment was to protect firemen as they went to put out fires. We are passing fire after fire and being assigned specific fires. I drove by store after store who had anywhere from two to five or six boys and men, and in some cases, some women armed with rifles, shotguns, AR 15s, um, MP5s, handguns standing up, and they would wave to us and say, Thank you. I drove by plenty of them. And I know that many of them were under 18. They're, who knows where they came from? I didn't care. I was happy to see that it wasn't just us. There were other people that were there to protect the buildings. And, 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 and now suddenly, in a, in a town like Kenosha that's being burnt down, it was happening for days, right? We knew what had happened because it just happened in, in these other cities like Minneapolis. It had happened in uh, Oregon, and it was happening in Washington, Kyle knew what could happen. It was going to burn down. And he was one of the guys who went there and said, you know what? There's going to be people that are going to be injured, but I'm also there to do a job of, of some, uh, provide some protection. And I know how to shoot. 
How do I know he knew how to shoot because of how he shot? Who were the people that got shot? Who were the people that got shot? The three or is it four? I think it's three, maybe four. Three people, and I'm just going to say three right now. Three people that got shot, two that are dead, and one that uh, had his arm uh, uh, shattered. How do I know? They're the only ones who got shot while he was being attacked, while he got hit on the head, while he had a gun pointed at him, while he was being kicked in the face. He was able to use that weapon and shoot the intended target. No one got shot around him. No one got shot around. No one got injured. The only people that got shot were the intended target, and the only people that got shot were the people that were attacking him from the very beginning. He walked by, I don't know, I don't want to say hundreds, but pl close to hundreds of people and did not shoot them. They tried to call him an active shooter. He was an active shooter or else he would have shot indiscriminately other people. That's what active shooter means. An active shooter is indiscriminately shooting other people regardless of the background, regardless of who's behind them, regardless of what other um, uh, dangers that could be, uh, whether it's a gas line or a propane tank or if it's a number of other things. He did not do that. He shot the people that attacked him. Before they, he shot them, he tried to flee. He, he did everything he could to not have to shoot them until he got cornered. And when he got cornered, he had to take action, had to protect himself. And then things begin to happen. He begins to get hit. And now he's get, he doesn't know who's on his side. And they say, well, he lied about that he didn't shoot somebody or that he shot somebody when he didn't, in fact, shoot somebody. Whatever it was. That, well, what would you do? Would you go to the net with a brick in his hand and you, you just shot one of his bad guys that he's with, right? regardless if he knows him or not, if he just shot a bad guy and he walks up and another guy with a brick says, hey, did you just shoot somebody? What are you going to say? Yes, <laughs> I just shot. I just shot the other uh, BLM guy. I just shot the other Antifa guy. Is that what you're going to say? The prosecutor's like, shot. oh my gosh, he lied that he had shot somebody. Why would you tell another bad guy that you just shot a bad guy? Of course he lied. So um, I'm sorry I'm yelling, but it's just the ridiculousness of this whole thing. It's just the craziness of how you know that we are in deep, deep trouble. And if you are not beginning to fight back, if you are not beginning to think, hey, you know what? The hell with my job, the hell with my friends, the hell with my family that are on that side of the aisle. If they're on that side of the aisle, they have become the enemy. I don't know what else to tell you. Right. You can talk about moderate all you all you want. You can talk about lefties all you want or liberals or crazy lunatic liberals. It's the Democrats who have embraced the liberals, who have embraced the, the lunatics, who the moderates have, have continued to 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 shelter and vote with and to um, uh, to coddle and, and, and support. It's no longer Democrats, liberals, uh, uh, moderate. No. It's de it's Democrat. That's it. Democrats. That's it. There's nothing else. And then we also have some Republicans that need to go to the Democrat. We know them. We know that at least 13 or 14 of them have voted for the um, infrastructure bill. They need to go to. They are Democrats also. So we um, it, it, this is just psychotic. And we um, be, and, and I hope you understand everything that I was saying. It was just to point out the the, the lunacy that you, they, they keep coming up with different stuff. Well, he should, he was too young. Oh, he shouldn't have been there. Oh, he should, since when? We've done this our entire history. We're 16, 14-year-olds, I'm sure, 14, 15, 16-year-olds 
We, we've seen movies about it. We've read stories about it in history of where they have gone to battle to protect our land, regardless if it's Kenosha, regardless of it's um, uh, 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 Minnesota or Oregon, that they're, uh, you know, whether, whether it was, um, uh, you know, the 1800s, the 1700s or the 1600s, that there were those young men who had some guts, who loved this country, who were willing to die for this country at a very early age. You know what? You guys can all kiss my behind. And um, I'm just so tired of y'all uh, that you can say this. We send young boys to war all the time. The, I mean, as soon as they turn 18, they are not that much older than Kyle. And they, we send them to war to die. A number of very young uh, men and women died in Afghanistan because of the, the, the horrible excuse for a, a man not even a president, a man that sits in the White House, a horrible excuse for a man who sits in that White House who allowed those men and women to die because of his stupid decisions, because he, because, uh, he is an idiot, uh, is really the truth. All right, really quick, I just want to show up. Uh, the pro, uh, Carol says the protesters showed up with guns on day one. Absolutely. Uh, Karen says, not to mention the guys he shot were the ones actually illegally carrying a gun. Absolutely. That's true, too. Plus, they are and uh, were convicted criminals, domestic violence, child molesters uh, and more. How about saying if they hadn't gone there and tried to kill Kyle, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Uh, those reporters are, are so blatantly biased. Absolutely. Uh, we the people are the militia, the militia. Did I, did I say militia? I meant militia. They are all criminals. Thank you, Carol. Uh, Carol says like Benjamin Franklin, I have no time for stupid people. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, I see that, uh, Facebook is censoring her, uh, comments. All right. So that's what I want to say. So two things. Don't forget tomorrow, Placentia, you're in the school district. Be there to protect our children. Be there to protect our children, regardless if you think you can get inside or not, just go, just go and be there. And we're going to take it from there. Um, we had a full house last time. Not everybody could get. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. Not everybody could get, could get in. But the showing is important. The amount of people being there is important. Get there. Be there. And have something to say. Uh, if you've not had a chance to speak yet, uh, it would be great to hear from somebody else other than the regulars that normally show up. Um, I'm still not deciding whether I'll speak or not. I may or may not. Um, but it, it's um, it'd be great to have different people. We have very, uh, very much the same people speak. And so um, it would be great to get new people, uh, new faces, new ideas, new thoughts uh, for people to get up there. So, so that the school board and the district uh, superintendents could see that it's not just the typical, you know, 20 or 30 people that show up all the time. We, we need uh, new blood, new voices, and we need to show a presence when it comes to fighting for our kids. All right, my friends, so be there, and um, I'm very interested. I wish I could tell you uh, whether or not uh, Kyle Rittenhouse would be convicted or found innocent. Um, I don't know. The, 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 the defense had no case. They brought on witnesses who um, turned around and, not, and were not great witnesses for them, and, uh, and that's what's so ridiculous. Why would you put somebody on the stand and did not know exactly what they were saying? You'd never put somebody on the stand that you don't know what their answers to the questions will be, even when the defense is asking the questions. I, I, this is really, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. There, there's so much I could talk about. This, this, this broadcast would be three hours long if I brought up all the things that I wanted to bring up about the case, but it's, it's simply impossible. I'm dumbfounded uh, with what 
has happened over these last 10 days and today in particular. I don't know. I don't understand. But even with everything going Kyle's way, I, I've had a case that went our way. Uh, and uh, they still found the suspect in that case who should have been guilty. They found him innocent. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I know that either way, there's probably going to be writing. I, I, I think either way. I don't think it matters. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I uh, Of course, I think he's completely innocent. Of course. And I, I, I believe in my heart that he should be in, nor in a normal in normal days, I don't know when normal days were actually, but it was it was most it was before our great president Trump was in in office because even then they were trying to do stuff um, against him through using people like Kyle, right? Using them uh, to persecute them. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at uh, General Flynn, what they did to him. He did nothing wrong, and yet they tried to uh, put him in prison uh, for a very very long time, cost him millions of dollars. Uh, so. Who knows? A long time ago, when things were normal, um, he would have been found innocent, uh, especially with the, the the moronic prosecution that he had. Uh, he should be found innocent, but uh, I just don't know. All right, my friends. So hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, for those of you that live in the area, and um, I would love to see your support there for the kids at the Placentia Urban School District. They're on Orangethorpe, so be there. And if not, pray for us. We hope that we can um, make an impact tomorrow. All right, my friends. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.